Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Oh my goodness, this is the show that upgrades your life personally and professionally. I have one of the most incredible guests. A lot of people know her from the Millionaire Matchmaker. She's done several other projects. But Marissa Sachs is also, which I think is very cool, she's going into the tech entrepreneur space with her new app, Caviar. We're going to be talking about so many things. But without further ado, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's 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 get some housekeeping rules uh, or, or things out of the way. So let's talk about your texting mannerisms. What what <laughs> what is what is the text for you? You and I have, have had some text back and forth. Your personality seems hilarious, but what do you think? Like, what is a pet peeve of yours in terms of texting? Um. Well, when it's just like endless texting, like. Hey, how's your day? What's going on? And they want to have like a full on conversation via text. Like I try to stay present as much as possible mm. in my life and I don't want to be on my phone. So like if you want to have that conversation with me, great. Just call. Oh, interesting. So you prefer talking on the phone as opposed to texting? Yes, absolutely. Wow. I actually talk all of my texts. Oh. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of awkward. Everyone's like, what are you doing? <laughs> So, so let me ask you this though. Do you think, like most people I hear now, it seems like they're talking, having full conversations via text and they don't want to pick up the phone. I mean, I don't know. That's just my personal, I'm, I can't stand texting. Like even when I'm talking to like a best friend or my mom or anybody, I'm like, I can't text anymore. Like I'm not responding for like the next five hours. I just can't. (laughs) It's annoying though, you know, because then you're looking down. You're not like mm. you're not looking. You're, you even got pissed at me. You're like you're ignoring my text. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. No, you you baited me on that. You have this really like playful sense of humor though that I can tell, and I and I and I do agree with you because you're like, listen, it's really hard to convey emotion through text, and I I agree with that. Let me ask you this: so you, everybody, you know, you're really known for the Millionaire Matchmaker. What? What kind of got you into this path? I know you've been an actress for quite some time, but how, what's been the passion on that? I know you have a very, very entrepreneurial spirit, but then you also have a very creative spirit. Have you always been this way or is this something that has kind of been adopted over time? No, I've always been this way for sure. Like from day one, I was always into creative things, making, I mean, I would be like at the end of the driveway, everyone would be selling lemonade and I'd be making like bracelets and like FEMO hair clips with like little rabbits or frogs on it. And everyone's like, what is that? Like, we don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I just, I like arts and crafts, anything that you can create from nothing. Mm. In this, you know, and what would you say, I mean, doing, you know, being an actress, doing TV, doing all that, and then kind of doing real life, what are what are some things that you've noticed over the years in your career that kind of I guess keep you centered? Uh, I think people know a lot of the entertainment industry. There's so much kind of crap that goes on in that in that space. What have you done to really intact kind of your soulfulness? But just your I don't know. You seem fun. You seem light. You seem and you seem present. And I know you're a big meditator. But what's some of the things that's really kept you grounded? 
that pretty much meditation, it's huge for me. Like if I go a couple of days without it, I know, I notice, I'm like, mm. okay, what's off right now? Even if I just go meditate for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I just need that, that grounding to like go inside. And everyone, whenever I say it, they're all like, oh, you're so LA. Yeah, you did live there for 13 years. I'm like, this had nothing to do with LA. This is like just what works for you. A lot of people go to therapy. Mm -hmm. That's maybe that works for them. Mm. And that's okay. Like all good. But for me, I just feel like if you keep getting um, all these opinions, like ask one person something and you'll get like 10 opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so true. It's yeah, so true. It's a lot of noise. So for to answer your question about the grounding, like I like just to go inside and be like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Or how does it make me feel? And, you know, I follow a lot of people on mm. like meditation, like Joe Dispenza. And mm. I'm like a Joe Dispenza groupie. <laughs> Here's the thing about meditation. People that have like lots of energy, big personalities, which you do. I mean, anybody who's seen any of your work, you're always very out there and you're just, you got like, you're not afraid to be in your own skin, but people have said, Hey Ryan, I think meditation, like, does this stuff work or is it a fad? It's kind of like the yoga trend. Like how, when do you meditate? Do you set everything up? When do you meditate in your day? Like how does somebody that says this would not work for me? How would you say, well, maybe you should try it out. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm just really, I do what I feel mm. when I, I don't have like, oh, I have to meditate at this time and I'm going to eat two and a half eggs at this time, you know, walk my dog here. No, it's like, how do you feel? What does your body need? Like, I just like to just go with how I feel during the day. I mean, I don't really set a path where everything has to be super organized, like on a schedule. Mm. You mentioned about social media all the time and you said, you know, because I, I noticed your Instagram and you're not like you post stories and stuff, but you you're not like all over social media. Like you don't post a ton all the time. You don't like what is the whole you, you know, you've managed to kind of balance yourself from that. And you had brought up to me, you said, hey, Ryan, I don't like the aspect of, of where social media, you know, it causes depression and anxiety and, and people showing their lives that are making other people feel even worse. Like how for you, have you had such a pulse on that internally? I just, uh, I mean, I think social media is great, obviously, because that's how you and I connected. Mm. How would I ever meet you if it wasn't for that? I don't know. I stumbled on your page and we're like, hey, hey. Yeah. I'm still wondering how you found, I, I, I always love that because I like to know how somebody gets to the path, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, you see a picture and you see who comments and you're like, oh, that person's interesting and you click there and then you're connecting and. I don't really know, but as far as like social media, I don't, I don't, I'm really glad I didn't grow up with it. I have to say that. Like, <laughs> aren't you? I, I wonder, I wonder, I, I, I actually, it's a good question. I, I, I would say yes, but I don't know. I just, I, I view social media as such a tool and I know tools can be kind of used for the good or used for the bad, but I think, I, I don't know, you know, I'm kind of undecided, but I think it takes pressure off. And I, you, as you said, I think when, when we grew up, I didn't really feel that social pressure, you know, online. There was nothing there. Nothing. Yeah. It was easy. It was like, hey, let's meet up. Okay, great. See you at five. The end. <laughs> that's, yeah. it. 
No, I, I think it's it's interesting too because you kind of you as an actress. Let me a- a- ask you this: Do you think having social media earlier on could help your career or could diminish your career? I mean, it's kind of went both ways in some some situations. Well, I definitely think with career, it's a hundred percent helpful. Always, like I mean, you're it's just another avenue to connect with people you would never connect with. Um, but I'm talking more like for personal, like social. Mm. It's like post this. I don't know. Mm. Terrible. I don't know. I don't know if I want people to see like my bedroom. Like if you <laughs> selfie, you know. I don't know. I'm. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm weird about that stuff. Because you don't you don't post a lot. I mean, you don't like you just don't. And I I wonder why. Because it seems like you're somebody that that would post a ton. Like some people shouldn't post and they post lots. And then others should post more and they don't post. I know, Ryan, help me. I need to post more. You do need to post more. But is it is it like an anxiety though? Like honestly, like how come you don't post? Because you have so much to say. And even with, you know, messaging and having conversation with you right away, I gauged this person is not just superficial at all. You're very, very deep and, and having those conversations. To me, those are the ones that actually mean the most. I think they're great. Yeah, I mean, I am very deep for sure. And I appreciate you noticing that very quickly. Um, <laughs> I try to, you know, stay present and listen. I've been working on that for a while. I just, um, I don't know. I just don't want to get lost in the whole social media. Mm. Thing. Like, you know, just materialism and... Mm just all the things and I feel like things just like weigh us down and of course everybody likes things and goes on vacation and all that but you know I, I don't know it's like I could talk about this for hours I don't know how much time we have we have tons but, of time keep going okay cool so yeah I just I don't know I know a lot of people are like oh look at this and look what she has and look what he has and I wish I could do that and then they start feeling bad about mm. themselves and I'm like shut the phone Mm. turn off like Mm. i just i think it's great for networking and it should be used for that but i think it's a very slippery slope and i don't know i i'm glad it exists Mm. great i think it's helpful but i just think it's bad if you od on it it's just it's that's a big point. OD on social media. You know what? It's 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 like information obesity. You know, there's so much information coming at you that it literally just starts clamping you down. People are talking about, hey, how do I process this information that's coming in my brain in a way that's actually somewhat digestible for you? I, I, and I want to talk about, you know, being a female as well and, and kind of being in a space where you're like appearance matters, you know, how you show up, the brand, all these different types of pressures that you feel. What do you yeah. say to other, you know, girls and females, especially, you know, younger, you know, early 20s, you know, just starting out that you're seeing literally their whole life has been taken over by TikTok and Instagram. And like, what would you say to them? It's a very big problem that's happening right now. Yeah, it is a huge problem. And like brand and appearance and all that. And everybody's so obsessed with it. I mean, like. Do you know how long it took me to figure out like this dress? And now I'm like, my boobs. Are <laughs> I'm like, make them stop. <laughs> this is like a good idea. And then I'm like, here. And I'm like, wait, maybe this was a bad idea. I don't know. But there's a lot that goes into it, especially with women. Yes. Like the perfect hair, the perfect makeup, the perfect outfit, the perfect body. And like, 
it doesn't matter. Like just, it's the confidence, right? It's like, mm. it's what you exude. It's the energy. The mm. energy is so important mm. because your energy will trump your outfit and your makeup. If you're having a bad hair day, nobody's going to be talking about your hair. If it like is a week dirty, if you like walk into the room and you're like, owning that shit yes yes it's so funny too because you talk about we talk about appearance so much and how we kind of you know what people always see and i've always judged somebody's appearance and i talk about this on the show so much but how by how somebody takes care of their feet like if somebody has all these beautiful shoes and their toes are grenades it doesn't make any sense to me at all because it's kind of indicative of how society is it's like well, we want to put out the front facade and make that look good. And then when we start, you know, opening up the door and unpacking it, you just see complete mess and disgust. Yeah, it's all about the details. It's so funny you said that because I'm always like, you can tell a lot about a girl by looking at her nails. Yes. Like what's, you know, it's like grooming habits. Yes. What do you think? Like what, what, what for you does? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, I'm so glad I just had this like gut feeling. I was like, Ryan is gonna go there. I got my nails done yesterday. They were <laughs> bad yesterday. Yeah, you know, no, I just, I just noticed, I noticed the details. You know, and, and and that's why I said I'm like, if I, my relationships and people I talk to, I don't like, I'm not a, I, I don't really care for a lot of small talk. So I, I like asking specific questions. One question I don't like that I hate everybody asks is, how are you? Because People ask this question like it's second nature. They don't really care. But if you ask how somebody is, I think what I don't like about it is you're putting all the weight of the the answer on that person. Whereas if I just say, hey, Marissa, how's it going? I seen that you got your nails done. You're like, oh, let me tell you about it. So yesterday and you start getting into the conversation gradually, which I'll probably find out how you're doing as the conversation proceeds. Right. Yeah, it's smart because you're actually like engaging about something that's going on in their life. Like, you know, whether it's their hat or, you know, your shirt. Exactly. You're right. People always say, oh, how are you? Mm -hmm. Good. You. It's so basic. And it's just you're right. Nobody cares. Like like my business card legit is in the shape of a sock. A sock? A, A men's sock. I'm obsessed with feet. Like my business card is an actual men's plastic sock. Wow, interesting. How that came about, shall we? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Very specific. Nobody's actually ever asked me how that came. No, maybe no, not 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 the interview. Um, This is funny because it's like a band camp story, literally like a band camp. So, thirteen, I was a part of this uh, youth group, children's youth group, uh, and basically we were going across the country and we were doing like this marching band. So I used to play saxophone, and it was boys and girls on, you know, in the band, but we had to take this bus. I'll never forget it. And I hope she never listens to this, but we're on this bus. It's going over the course of like three, four days. And I see this girl and she's not a nice looking girl, but she's doing her feet on the bus. And I'm like, she has the most amazing feet. And it's weird because I'm like, I don't even know why I thought that it's something I never thought about. And to this day, I'm obsessed with it. Like, can't stand it. Like, you have to have good feet. And I'm not alone in this. I mean, there's so many people that look at feet. Feet are the epicenter of somebody. If you want to know who somebody really is, look at their feet. That is so wild. You know it's wild. Because here's the thing, Marissa. Your hair could be done. Your makeup could be done. The dress is good. 
But when you start seeing the details, you're like, oh, this person, like, I always ask myself, is Marissa growing or presenting herself from outside in or inside out? Somebody who's very detailed is very inside out. And I know right away from me, my personality, I'm going to get along with that person much, much better. If it's outside in, our, our, our interaction is going to be a transaction. Very different. Yeah, it is for sure. And I would imagine that you wouldn't have time for anybody like that. You wouldn't be like texting them and trying to yeah. be like, how can I be your friend? It was yeah. really cute you asked me that. Yeah. I was asked that before actually. Oh, how can I be your friend? Because I, I think what I do, and you know what? You've had some good success in your life and I'm sure you get so many messages. I mean, you've experienced the whole, what is this person's angle? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to get? just shallow type of messages. And for me, when I show up in somebody's inbox, if I want to, I'm, I'm always looking, how can I actually bring some value in my first initial interaction with the person? And to me, that's going to start off the relationship better. And to be honest, some people, they don't care. They're like, man, leave me alone or whatever. Who knows, right? But for me, I always set the intention of, is this a transaction or is this going to be an ongoing relationship? Because it's, it's a very different yeah. Have you had that before where people were just like, yeah, they didn't want to engage if you were like, hey, how could I be your friend? No, I, I've had it from people that it's a good thing because what I, I think by doing that, you're doing an upfront filter system. So you're automatically you can tell that person they're not even comfortable with themselves. So they're what they're pushing out is very kind of superficial because when people like approach you with something deep. Or they say, hey, Marissa, like they, they're just like they're at you. They're like, I'm not playing any game here. I'm just asking you a direct question. You can tell almost immediately whether the person who's got the question asked how comfortable they are with themselves. And me talking to you, you just ran with it. You're like, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, OK. All right. OK. We got some depth here, right? Yeah. You're like, she's a, she's down to play. I'm yeah. Like yeah. You're down to have a conversation. Right. But then it's like. When you're going around in your life, you know, for me, and let's talk business, business or personal, the quality of your relationships are so important to your success. And I've built businesses and it's it's on the backs of good relationships. Yeah, of course. It's always relationships, who you know, and, you know, it's, it's so crucial. It's not... It's not what you know, it's who you know. And everybody always says that, but. Of course. Yeah, everybody who's gotten to wherever they are, they had help. There's somebody like working behind that, that Wizard of Oz curtain that like gave them their shot or gave them the introduction to whoever was able to help them. Mm. So I think, you know, everybody's had had a leg up or a help. So I don't think anything's wrong with asking for help sometimes. So some people in your industry, they love the spotlight. They love the attention. They're trying to go to the places. They're trying to get seen. You know, it's like the club adage. It's like, I want to go out tonight because I want to be seen. You're not really that way. It's interesting. You know, that is the... Because do you think people think of you in a much different way than how you are off a of first impression? I'm sure. Yeah, everybody judges a book by their cover, right? You're not supposed to, but they definitely do. I mean, I've... Yeah, definitely. People have been like, oh, I didn't... You seem so different. Like, like the other day, I was out with somebody and just a friend, and he was like, you've never been camping, have you? I'm like, yeah, I feel like... 
was for like, he's like, no, 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 not glamping, camping. I'm like, yeah, dude, like I've been like out in the woods doing all the things you do. In <laughs> and he's like, I can't imagine that. I'm like, why? Because like my hair's blown out or I'm wearing a dress and I have some cleavage happening. Like, come on, yeah. like use your imagination a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I think, I think it's the human brain. I mean, what we see is kind of what we, what we take on, you know, but I, I did a post about this and it's important and I think if you really want to show up differently in the world and uncommon, try to think one thought forward. You know, it's like it's the simplest, simplest, simplest example I can give to people who are listening. I'm sure you've, you know, experienced this. You go to a restaurant, a good waiter and a great waiter is thoughtful. And what I mean by that is they think a couple steps forward. They assess you. They're trying to think how can I make this person's experience tonight a lot more better? And they're trying to gauge what your need is without maybe you even knowing the need at the time. And I think that's where interactions come come in, come in. It's it's always one thought forward. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. I mean, thoughtful people are great. We talked about that. Right? We did altruistic. Yeah. Okay, I'm curious about this. So you created an app. That right. solves a problem that you had. What is the problem? Yes. So I created this app because I was, it goes back to exactly what you were just talking about. I'm not a person who's like always going out and like needs to be seen. Right. Mm. So I, I'm a homebody. I'm home a lot. And mm. when I was in LA, I remember there were like three Saturday nights in a row mm. where my mom was like, why aren't you going out? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, it's Saturday. It's like five o'clock. It's too late to make plans. Uh, my friends are doing stuff. Like, you know, I just wasn't interested. And then I was thinking, God, wouldn't that be awesome if there was an app where there was events posted and I could literally make plans to go out to dinner like in an hour and wow. I wouldn't have to go all the bullshit, like fluff. Hey, how are you? Great, how are you? What's going on? Like, <laughs> tell me about you. what did you do for work? You know, I don't, who knows if you're ever gonna meet that person. And, you know, with all due respect to the people that are doing that, like, it actually just like aggravates me. Mm. I'm like, I can't. So, like, how many people, how many messages and connections do you have on those apps? Mm. Thousands. Mm. So you're literally repeating and copying and pasting. I could tell when people copy and paste their shit. (laughs) So back to the reason why I created the app is because I wanted to use it. I wanted to find like, you know, there's a new sushi spot or uh, Italian spot down the street in LA. They always have great restaurants. And I'm like, oh, my hair just got done and I'm Mm. sitting here bored. Sucks. So I could get on the app and make plans like that. Whether it's what on a date or with like a girlfriend, like mm. a new girlfriend. Mm. Interesting. It so doesn't do you- have to be romantic. That's the thing. It's not, and that takes the pressure off too. Mm. Mm. So would you almost say it's a way to make friends? I guess. Absolutely. But then it's friends. also, but then it's, isn't it also a way to cut out all the middle stuff and go to the hookup? With the hookup, just get to that hookup. No, but isn't that a way to filter out? Because you're like, listen, I, I want. Five foot four. I like a Coke with that. Can I get a salad? Extra, extra hot sauce. You know, like, is, is would that do that as well? Like, because humans are going to get into the app and they're going to start dictating how, how it gets used. 
Yeah, so what's going to happen is we're rolling out first with the dating version, just because I'm associated with Millionaire Matchmaker. I was on the show co-hosting, and um, so it'll be dating. But instead of the conversation first, you have mm. the event first planned, and then a chat screen pops up, and you talk to them about it and say, hey, great, I'll see you for you know, that hike or I'll see you for that horseback riding lesson. Mm. But it's already planned, so you don't have to be like, is he going to ask me out? <laughs> Give me your number, you know. Interesting. So for you, because, okay, Millionaire Matchmaker, I mean, essentially, it's a lot of entertainment, but you're kind of somewhat of an expert in terms of dating and relationships, I would imagine, because you're seeing so many things. What do you think COVID has done to the dating scene? It's really fucked up. Am I allowed to say that? Of course you are. It's it's bad. Okay, I'm going to stand, first of all. Sure. I feel like I'm my chair is a swirly chair. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that COVID just it made things so complicated. Like people who are germaphobes are like really germaphobes now. Mm. So they're like trying to check if people get vaccinated or they won't meet them or maybe it's a FaceTime. So then they're like not meeting up for however long, weeks, months. I think that um, there's something else trending called FODA, fear of dating again, where people are literally scared to get back out there just because of, you know, the germs. They think that they don't know what they're doing anymore. They don't know how to flirt. They they don't know how to do it. I'm like, okay, you know how to do it. It's yes. not, hey, what's up? Yeah. 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 Shirt, you know, whatever. Jeez, Marissa, you know. let me ask you this. Here's, here's a bit of theory I've had. Masks have really helped people out. Because back in the day, and I hope nobody gets mad at me for saying this, but we used to call it the paper bag theory where it's like, oh, my God, really nice eyes. The eyebrows are done really good. And you're like, oh, if you just looked at the eyes and the eyebrows, you're like, this is a 10. This is a solid 10. And then, boom, the rest of the grill opens up. You're like, oh, hell no. I've been seeing, I swear, during COVID, and I'm not in the dating game, but I'm like, people have been rolling around a little more confident. i seen those eyebrows getting plucked more, threaded, waxed. I'm telling you, people have been using their eyes. What do you think of that? I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear some people want to keep the mask on. Yeah, I believe it for sure. And it's actually, it's sad. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of kickback from that comment, but <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's why we're here. Yeah. To say that nobody else will. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's the question? What are you asking? Do people want to keep the mask on or? I just feel like, you know, it's, it's weird because I could get kicked back, but I actually take it in a good way. And here's why I say that. I think that the mask created a lot of different scenarios for people. I think that, first of all, I've never seen people have more eye contact than when in COVID, where people were actually looking in your eyes when they were talking to you, trying to assess, like, it's human nature to see facial expressions when you're talking to somebody. Me, I'm trying to get that from a, somebody's eyes. So I think people who are very, very good at that or people who are often shy and timid kind of up their game to be a little bit more like, okay, hi, I'm looking at you. I can't just like kind of look down anymore. But, you know, it's so funny that people are doing that. I've like talked to people about where, you know, you have a mask covering you. So like you come in, you're like this, you don't really know what's happening. And people are like talking shit under their mask. Yes. yes. There's no mask. And everyone's like, oh, oops. (laughs) fuck yourself to somebody and they saw it so 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed the way people are, the way people act. I think you're right. I think that it maybe is, it's creating a little bit more insecurity maybe because they were using that as like a safety blanket. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Like maybe they don't have great teeth or they're they're insecure about like their jaw or I don't know, whatever mm. people do with like their self-criticism. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that some people want to keep the mask. Do you have any insecurities? Of course. Here's why I ask you this. Because you have yeah. such a great... Uh, I feel like you have such a great opportunity to to make people feel so good. Even at a much larger scale than you already are. But I know, I know you have a plan and you're going to execute on that plan. But for somebody who's really great in appearance... And I think a lot of women would look and say, Hey, she's, she's doing good. Everything is great there. You know, but you kind of look at yourself and say, well, I still got my own insecurities just because of what you're seeing on the outside doesn't mean there's other insecurities. What are some of your insecurities and what would you say to women that are like, I want to be like her? Because you get a lot of that. I want to be like her. I wish I had that. I wish I could be like her. It's such a toxic, you know, very limiting belief system when you start comparing yourself against other people. And it's like the famous quote, you know, comparison really is the thief of joy. You know, so it's how do you deal with your own insecurities and what would be your advice for other women and people to kind of own theirs? Yeah, that's a rough topic, too, it's for sure. Everybody, everybody, yeah. how like they're beauty queen of the world. It doesn't matter. They still have something that they're insecure about. Of course. million percent. Yeah. And I think that we're all our own worst critic. Mm. I know I am, you know, I just, I mean, I was just going on about something yesterday where, you know, my friend was like, relax, like stop being so hard on yourself. Mm. But it's human nature, right? Like nobody's perfect. And honestly, there's some things like that people probably feel like are flaws about them, but other people find it beautiful. Mm. What were you going on about? I'm not telling you. I'm, I'm like I got it. Like I'm wondering now. No, it's so dangerous telling you like details because then you're going to be like, oh, let's talk about that. I'm how do you how do you pick up on that right away, man? You're good. You pick yeah. up on the detail right away. You're like, I know who I'm talking to. Yeah. How, are, are you are you really good? Like, do you, are are you always very good at inter, like kind of picking up on people's vibes and being able to read people? Yeah, you're good with that though. Like you, yeah. you, you met me in a conversation, like right where I was, it was almost a little weird where I'm like, Whoa, you know, when you throw the ball and it comes back here right away, you're like, Whoa, who is this yeah. person? How, like, how, how are, are you? Is that just your natural way of being? I'm very perceptive. Oof. I just listen. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I think everybody can be perceptive. They just have to listen to hear what the person's saying, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think that it's any like it's just talk to people, learn about mm. people, hear what they say. My dad always tells me always. And I always think about this. He's always like, people tell you who they are. Listen. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes, they do. You know, what's interesting, too, because you, you I remember you talking about your dad and his, his interpretation on the entertainment business. But how do I you got that? I wish what that call was was on video that was a badass call it was a great it was a great call no it i mean you know i I think i our show is very conversational you know i don't do pre-scripted questions my whole i had a very clear vision of my show and i just thought i I really want to get to know people 
I don't want to ask you the same questions that I can already find out on Google and, you know, and all those things. It's like really trying to unpack who Marissa is. I find it interesting. I think the one thing that impresses me the most that is so notable is how you take very big concepts and you just, it's almost like either you're not aware of your brilliance, (laughs) but you, you just, you just simplify everything. And I don't know if that's just the humility thing that you have inside you. Like you just, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed by that. Like you talk about perception, like it's easy. And a lot of people, they're like, I cannot, they're like, I do listen, Marissa, but I, I don't, I don't know anything differently. It's like your gifts, you got some superpowers that you're, it's effortless for you. That's so sweet of you. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for the compliments. Um, I it's, a, it's a compliment, but it's. It's not even just for a compliment, though. It's an observation. Like, I'm very, I like the observation because it's, you know, how do you take in information? Like, for example, you said, hey, Ryan, I'm a good listener. What do you do with all the information that you take in? How do you use it? How do you catalog it in your brain? Well, to be totally honest with you, the good listening, I had to work on a lot. Like, I'm a Gemini. I like to talk. Flip mode. What? Flip mode. Gemini, the two. Two. Yeah. I mean, we like to talk and communicate and go on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, I should probably like take it down a notch and start listening and like let people tell me about themselves. And it's funny because like people love to talk about themselves. They do. Of course. Yeah. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing at all. It's not, it's great. And Mm. it's interesting getting to know people. So I was like, I need to listen and I worked on it and I think I've gotten a lot better. So it wasn't like something I was born with, like that mm. skill set. I just, it was kind of self-taught. It's like reprogramming your brain, right? If you want to, if you want to do something and you don't do it, then you just fix your brain to mm. now do it. To consci- I consciously made an effort. Being a millionaire matchmaker and kind of going through all that in the dating space, what would your advice be to people who are trying to cultivate more meaningful relationships but are doing it digitally? So direct message, you know, Instagram, social media. What would be your tips to people who are saying, I want to create better relationships. And if my only pool of people is through apps and online now, I need to get a little bit more. My online communication chops need to be a little bit more savvy. I would say use the app and then get off the app, which is exactly mm. why have your lifestyles because the event and the experience is where the connection is at right mm. so that's where you find your people that's mm. where you find your foundation you know like when you text me earlier you're like you're my people you're my people i was like yes he gets it so mm. what we're creating my team and i for people to find like-minded people mm. and you're so shocked to see how many people in dating profiles right looking for somebody like-minded, right? When you're swiping on aesthetics and just like, you know, oh, this guy's so hot or, oh, this girl's so hot, that only goes so far. Mm. Like, you're hot, I'm hot, now what? Mm. You know, we can hang out for a couple months, but like, you know, say the guy doesn't want to get on a plane and he's not interested in travel and he just wants Mm. to and you know, drink beers or whatever he does with cars or (laughs) like a guy. And maybe the girl is like, oh, I want to go explore the world and nature and see things and learn languages. And okay, that guy's never getting on a plane with you. So Mm. 
you know, it was kind of like, it's great that they're part of the journey, you know, you dated them, but then it's like, it's sad because then, you know, you eventually have to move on because you want different things. Mm, very interesting. Very- your lifestyle, it bypasses mm. that. It's like, it only connects you with people who have the same interests. Mm. Because- no, I find it. No, I do find I, I think it's I, I, I you know, apps and all that. I, I love what the solution. I like that it brings a solution because I I think about it and I'm like that style app, even in business, you know, a, a big business topic is business development. You know, how do we how do we approach a cold prospect in a way that doesn't annoy the hell out of them? And it does not seem spammy, but is very, very, you know, kind of focused on them, you know, and it's. I feel like people do that with social media all the time where you can tell the copy and paste message. You're like, you you sent this out to 100 people and maybe three got back to you and you're like, good, I got my 3% open rate and let's call it a day. And you know what? I get it. I understand why they're doing the copy and paste. Guilty. I've done it. Like, no shame <laughs> in admitting that. But because it's exhausting. You don't want to keep rewriting the same thing over and over. It's like damn like when are you just gonna find that one person that understands and gets it Mm. you know that's another issue that takes us into a whole nother topic of like where now they're calling it uh breadcrumbing things everything's like photo bread okay what's breadcrumbing brb lol i'm like i can't like somebody texted me something the other day i'm like what does that mean I don't understand. What is that term? Yes. Um, yeah, breadcrumbing is just where you keep little breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel, like to keep people coming back, keep them warm. And because when you're like dating like multiple people, which is fine, like no judgment, I get it. It's like, you know, you're trying on dresses or jeans and you want to find like the best fit. That's fine. But it's like, when does it stop? When When is enough enough? What is the number one mistake guys are, are making when, when approaching strong women? Oof. And that's another issue. I could talk about that forever, that's too. A, that's why you're here, my friend. That's why you're here. I'm, I'm trying to juice you for all the good stuff because, you know, women are, are, are just amazing. But, you know, it's funny because a strong woman, which I think is great, it's, it's very, it can be very problematic for some guys that, you know, maybe lack confidence or however we want to put it. Like, what is the biggest mistake they're doing? I'm going to give you an example. I seen this the other day. I had to, I can't stand this kind of stuff. I was literally walking and there's this girl that walks by. And there's two guys sitting there and they actually get up and go like to the edge of the street and like almost start whistling at the girl when she walks by. And as a guy, I'm like, first of all, I always conduct myself with essence. And, you know, just suave, just relax, chill. I cannot stand that typical, like, oh, my God, that girl's so hot. Like, I remember dating, and I have these girls, I have these guys are like, right, I don't know how you do it. She's so hot. I'm like, what is, we can't be friends, man. Like, get your game right. What are guys screwing up on? So many things. So many things. Let's go to let's go to a couple just quick hitters. You know, if somebody's watching this video, I'm gonna clip this part out probably too. Like, how can we get how can guys improve their game when it's you know trying to cultivate relationships with women that are crushing it? I mean, first of all, be confident. Confident women want a confident man. 
They want someone who can play on their on their field, who can bring them up and show them things that they don't know. Just because a woman's successful and confident doesn't mean she knows everything. Mm. There's something that she doesn't know about. Mm. So, you know, teach her, maybe go over, find out what she likes. And again, is this like, are they approaching in person? Is this online? I think, I think it's both. And I think here's the thing. I think a lot of guys like to sell on need. So they want to feel needed. And when a woman comes across strong, they're like, oh my God, you don't need me. But it's like, just because a woman has her own business and is hustling, doing her own thing, you know, she still wants to have certain things and, and be treated a certain way. And, you know, I, I talk to I talk, talk to type A personalities, men and female all the time, single, married, not. And they all say the same thing. They're like, listen, just because I'm a high performer in what I do, you know, does not mean that I like I want to go home and turn that off and do my normal shit. I don't want to be this type A GI Joe or GI Jane all day long. That's not me. Right. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And that goes back to like energy, which I could also talk about now or in another conversation where, you know, female energy, male energy, there can only be one of each in the relationship or else you're going to butt heads. Mm. And, you know, you, it's like dancing. Mm. You need two people who are leading or else it just won't work. Do you want somebody, though, that meets you in a conversation where you're at truthfully or does it get exhausting after a while? Like you said earlier, like in a text, you're like, okay, if somebody's texting and you're like, okay, they're, they're giving me more than emojis or whatever. Let's say you're having a deep conversation and the person's matching the depth of the conversation, but you're like, well, don't just let it keep going. Pick up the phone and like have a phone call. Do, does that get it? Do you really want that? Because here's my thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think uh, a lot of, devil's I, advocate. <laughs> I think a lot of people say they want the depth and the conversation but I don't know that they want to match what their intent is with the effort that it's required. I think it depends. Hmm. I think it depends. Like, is it a friendship conversation? Is it a romantic intention? Like, what's the intention behind the conversation? Does there have to be one? See? Well, Ooh. Like well, this one. There you go. Well, yeah. I mean, there's intention with everything, right? So there's always an intention. Hmm. You think about it. There's always an end goal. Like, what is the purpose? Like, right now, what's the purpose of us right now having this conversation? But but why did you follow me on Instagram? Like, you don't have an intention. Interesting and fun but, and like. Okay. Oh, so 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 you're doing an action with no intention. Well, my intention was to see your content. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I guess that's intent. I don't know if that's like. I would. Yeah. No. I mean, technically, yeah. By the definition, sure, that's an intention. But it's like. Is that an intention just because you're bored and you want to be entertained, educated, informed, or upgrade your life personally and professionally? For you know, or is it, or is it, you know, you just followed? You know, like what's the intention? What's the meat of the intention? I just thought that you were interesting, so I just followed. I mean, my intention was just to see your stuff and see what you were doing and your podcast. It was just like I watched a couple of them and I thought that some of your topics were interesting. <laughs> And then when I when I followed you, I wasn't expecting to like for you to direct message me, and I was like, I was flattered. I was like, oh look, I was like, he noticed me. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to, you know, because I mean, from the from building community, you know, I try to I try to reach out, um, yeah. and and say, hey, thanks for following. Um, yeah. It was interesting because I I didn't know what your your thing was about, and then I 
started clicking around. And, it, and that's what's funny is that there wasn't an intention for me, but I'm like, oh, interesting. And I'm looking and I'm like, where is this? And I'm like, oh, Millionaire Matchmaker. And then I'm like, but you did look familiar to me. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And that's why when I started talking, it's the depth of your conversation. I thought like it's just you were talking like a, a human. And I know that sounds weird, but I feel like a lot of people don't talk like a human anymore. And you're getting the emojis and the short answers. And you were just like very constructed in how you how you talk. Conversation for me, it's so funny. If people sell me, the first thing I'm like, if this person can have good conversation, like I need to find a place for you. I need to create something for you because I'm like, they're so hard to come by. That's wild. Isn't that wild if you think about it? It's sad. It's, yeah. it's kind of sad, right? Because I'm like, if you're if you're on a path to goals and you're enjoying the journey along the way, your running mates are so crucial to your success. Like you can be buried. Whoever your inner circle is has so much power. You're a big energy person. Tim Story, which has been on the show, he's Oprah Winfrey and Kanye West life coach. He talks about levels of intimacy. He says, number one, the, okay, just, hello, how's it going? Then there's the intermediate, like a message. Maybe mm-hmm. like, hey, you got you text and direct message. Then there's the utmost respect you can give to somebody, which is called the green room. When people get let into your green room, they literally can come at your back and you're completely vulnerable to these people. Family, relationships, your closest of closest relationships. And he said, people that do a great job of managing the level of the relationships often do well in life. But when you let people into their green room, you're basically giving them all access. Interesting. So the green room are like the closest people. Husband, to you. closest friends, but lifelong friends, family. Boundaries in the green room or there are no boundaries? Depends, on, depends on how you furnished your green room. <laughs> that's true. And I think that's really important. Right. Because I'm a big energy person, too. And it's like, oh, no, no, like I like everything is how you furnish it because people are people are consistently letting other people in their green rooms mm-hmm. and they don't even know how their own green room is furnished. Hey, I want to be married. I want this. This is my goals. Well, who the fuck are you? Um, Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to find myself. Well, if you're trying to find yourself, how are you going to align with somebody out there? Who's trying to align with you that, but you don't really know where you're aligning yet. So it all kind of starts on the inside, that self-awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, self-awareness is huge if you need to do work on yourself and just being aware. That's all part of the meditation too. Like the synchronicities, awareness, like, you know, if you feel, if you feel like crap one day and you're like, why do I feel this way? And then you like sit in it and you kind of just like let it happen. You don't like push it away. You just. You kind of breathe it in. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, it's interesting because you go back to, and you're right, like your friends in, is essentially are specialists. Like if you go to the doctor and you got an eye problem or an ear problem, you're going to go to a specialist for each one of those different body parts. If you are in, a, in any kind of friendship, you're like, listen, my girl, Sarah, I go to Sarah with all my relationship shit. She just gets me. Oh my God, Dan, he's such a great masterful cook. He understands the DIY shit. Does it so good. Explains it down to a T. But very, very seldom in our life do we find one person that you're like, holy shit. They'll take the trip to Spain. They'll be altruistic. They'll have fun. They can wear a suit. They could wear nothing. They could wear shorts. They could have fun. Like completely 360 where you're like, this person's checking off all my needs. 
most people have a Rolodex of people to check off all their needs. Of course, yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect. They're not going to be like, you can't. That's why everybody always says, oh, I wish I could take this person, this person, this person. <laughs> you know, because you can't do that. Yes. What would you say about people... And I'm going on the relationship because I love this kind of content because I think it's so needed. But I think yeah. it's also so relevant, especially with the COVID and the virtual. What would you say about people keeping deadweight style relationships? And how do you identify a relationship that is no longer serving you? I mean, I've been guilty. I'm sure everybody's been guilty. We all have. We all have. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a personal choice, right? You have to do what you need to do when you're ready and everybody's going to do what they want to do, no matter how much you try to coach them or tell them. But I think that, oh God, let's do it. Okay. So the exact question is how do you know when you should actually get rid of the dead end relationship or when we're because of COVID and creating the dead. No, uh, when, when, when do you, when, how can you identify a relationship that's no longer serving you and when or should you get rid of it? It's so personal. It's so different with everyone, you know? Um, but there's some key, but there's some key things there that that's why we depend on our closest friends to be like, listen, I know you're emotionally involved in this. I'm not, but here's what I'm seeing here. Because this is no longer healthy, right? Yeah, but, but, mm. but, but, the thing is with that, then if you, if that person takes their friend's advice and then they go and they end the relationship and then like fast forward six months later, then that person regrets it or misses that person or doesn't want to be with anybody else, then they're going to blame that friend who told them to do it because that's why it's bad. That's why, mm. you know, you have to figure it out for yourself. Mm. And if you figure that out for yourself then and it's a bad choice then you're just going to blame somebody for that choice that you carried out does that make sense of course it does yeah you're basically saying i don't want to screw up my friendship <laughs> you don't want to be the sacrificial lamb that delivered the message well you know like my needs are different than your needs are mm. different than you know sarah's needs who <laughs> is the relationship advice friend shout out to the og sarah whoever sarah is <laughs> i was like does sarah really exist no oh, no like no, okay. just a made up name. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any right answer. It's just like when, like being true to yourself and mm. knowing when, when you're unhappy, you know, if there's like a ton of crying and miscommunication and like you want somebody that makes you happy and you want to go explore, like life is beautiful. It's so beautiful mm. and it sucks Beautifully. to be sad. It is beautiful. Yeah. So you want to be around the people who make you happy. What do you, what is the Marissa Sachs brand? What's the Ooh. brand? How we how do we describe your brand? How are you? How are you? How what am I getting when I get Marissa Sachs? What's the brand? What's the sell? Wow, that's a great question, and well, I was not prepared. I'm asking you. I'm asking you that question because you're in that in business where you're literally selling yourself and you're projecting yourself a certain way. But I also I'm a brand person. We talk about brand all the time on this show and 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 for business owners and stuff. And it's. People always say, hey, Ryan, what's the difference between brand and marketing? And I'm like, well, brand says hello and, and, and gets the relationship going. Marketing takes you down the road to the transaction. But it's what is the brand? The brand, it's funny. Brand is so sexy, like in every aspect of the word. You know why it's sexy? If I say Versace or I say, you know, Louis Vuitton or I say like, you know, cheesecake 
or great feet. Like it's the emotion that it makes me feel as soon as I hear it. And to me, I'm like, how how can you be any sexier than leaving the utmost impact on said thing or person? Yeah, it's the emotional tie. Exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's what feeling that you yeah. get. When you think about it. The brand, the brand, brands are seduction. It's yeah. every every top brand. Even when we go to Amazon, Apple, whatever you want to do, it's all seduction. Use your iPhone. Use this. Use that. It's making you feel such a such a way. So when I think about relationships and interactions, I'm like, well, Ryan, how do you want to leave this person feeling? What is the brand? Right. And the only answer I give you, sorry, the only answer I give always is, well, I can figure that out. I kind of know. I do know. But I always know what I don't want to do. And that's I don't want to leave no impression. So if I go give a talk to like 10,000 people, I want 50% of the room to say, I can't stand that fucking idiot. And then I want the other 50% to say, I fucking love him. But I want them to have a reaction. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. And it's all emotional. It really is. And that's why it's crazy if you think about it, because it brand is everything. And it's such a huge question that you just asked me, what's my brand? And I'm like, shit, that is huge. Like, I mean, I know who I am and how like how I want people to see me and view me um, in a way that's important for how I feel. I don't care, but I, but I don't care about that because that's all about you. I want you to tell me how you're making me, my audience, and us feel. That's brand, right? Okay. If you And the moment somebody starts saying I, I'm like, your brand is fucked because right. your brand is all about them. Right, the brand is about them, but it's about, I think, okay, I get what you're saying, but it is important to like, ask myself like internally how do I feel what do I want people to feel when they think about me when they do I want them to think x y or z like what emotions do I do I want them to think like happy thoughts or do I want them to think sexy thoughts or do I want them to think I mean it's it's like right now Craigslist right everybody and brands change Craigslist seems like bad and dirty Yes. Like just like creepy. Yes. But it didn't at first. No. At first, everybody used Craigslist. Mm. But now it's kind of like taking a plunge. Sorry for anybody who's at Craigslist. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But, this, this is the real talk. The real talk. Yeah. I just like, I think it's important to, to ask yourself internally. And then it, it's all about expression and how to express that. Like what words do you use? What clothes do you wear? What it's all about that too. No, you don't no, 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 no. It's all about that. But you're you're going into how do I market myself? Okay. okay. Ooh. But I think Ooh, you see what you did. You see you you did the you did the rookie move. Rookie move. You what? went you talked about branding and you slipped in to the marketing. It's like you gotta be it's like walking into the room and you're like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, there's Marissa. And then it's like one heel falls off. You're like, oh shit, damn it. I didn't get no, the same brush. No, 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 no way. I <laughs> that branding, I don't think that was a rookie move. I appreciate the call out, but I think that marketing is, I think it all, marketing makes your brand. So like, what? <laughs> no, 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 this is the, this is my rookie move side. <laughs> I'm just joking. I think, I agree with what you're saying and it is a slippery slope with brand and marketing, but I think it all ties together. So. But what is your brand? 
Well, now I don't want to answer you because I feel like I'm like walking on landmines. No, if I say no, 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 no. I'm I'm asking from such a good place because I'm like, you're you've created a brand over the course of your career. My brand, yeah, my brand now of what I want people to feel is exclusive but inclusive. Okay. Right? So like, yes. I'm I'm a girl from Ohio. Yes. I'm Midwest, like no matter how you freaking slice it, like that's just how it works. I'm the girl that sleeps in the garage with the dog because like the dog is in the garage for the winter just because he's like peeing and doing all the things a dog should do inside. But I sleep in the garage. That's my point. Mm. Like nobody would look at me and think that, but like I want people to feel that um I want people to feel like Human, human is good, like real, real interaction. Mm. But I still want exclusivity too. I want like high end stuff, but still people to be included. So there's no wrong. Like there's no, there's no wrong. But that you and I had this conversation because I found it fascinating. Because I like I go to your Instagram, right, and it's great. But you say, hey, I want in- inclusive and I want exclusive. But it's right. like. Then I want to see between each amazing, beautiful picture. It's like, well, then how come I don't hear the story of your dog in the garage? Well, see, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know because I'm not like, hey, guys. No. On, like, no, oh, no. Yeah. But that's where the magic is for you. I'm, like, I'm giving you free game right now because it's like you like you're like the double punch. It's like it's like, yeah. oh, my God, the upfront brand feeling. I love it. And then you're like. Yeah, but I also sleep in garages and I'm very, 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 very chill and very, very low key. I'm like, oh, geez, that's amazing. Like it's and then when you you couple it and you show kind of both sides periodically, um, I just it's it just resonates because you're like, she's a real human. She is exclusive. I see that. But man, is she inclusive. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to bring. I don't know. I mean, like, how do I do a live IG story? Hey guys, I'm sleeping in the garage tonight. No, like, no. Uh, I think I think it's just literally mixed, documented content. You know, it's right, it's sitting right. it's sitting on a couch and saying, you know, I'm not glammed up today, but I'm I'm chilling with my dog and we're you know lighting a candle, watching a thing, and having a glass of wine. And you're just like, this is me. It's not that you have to do a PSA or a public service announcement, but it's just like. Well, I'm going to let you guys into my daily life by documenting it just a little bit. Yeah. And you know what? That is something that I have already mentally noted that I want to do more of. Um, and that, you know, that's why you're not seeing it on my Instagram right now. I need to integrate more of that. Mm. Yeah. I love I love it. No, I love it. I, I, I ask you these questions because I think about people who are listening and it's, you know, you're you're in a certain position, in my opinion, that. People are like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. You've experienced some cool things. You've, you know, you've done a, a TV show, a, a couple of shows and, you know, now you're doing an app and I'm like, you know, if I'm a 39 year old female listening to this and then watching Marissa's story, I'm like, well, that's inspiring. Like, how the hell did you do that? You know? And it's supposed to be inspiring because like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to be inspirational, motivational, and also educational because I didn't go to business school. I mean, I went to school. I'm educated, but I did not go to business school. Yeah, yeah, that's I okay. had no idea what I was doing. Mm. I was like making VC calls and private equity calls, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. You know, like, <laughs> so just stay on the call, just listen. You'll be fine. I'll explain it after. So I just literally got thrown into the pool and like learned how to swim, like street style, mm. and. 
I'm like, I want to show other women, women specifically, no offense to guys who are listening, but like, I feel like women need to know, like, you can do this. It is possible. Like, don't let anybody tell you no and don't make them think that like, oh, it's like they'll buy you or the whole Me Too movement thing. Like, don't even get me started on that because that shit is real. But, and that's another thing. After my company is acquired, I want to have a small little angel fund, like a little only for women founders who need startup capital. Mm. Like exactly where I'm at, where I need startup capital. I'm like, God, it would have just been so nice if I had all this, this women like to support me and be like, you can do it. We did it. We'll help you. We'll show you the ways. And I'm like, I follow all these women on Instagram. I mean, there's tons more that I'm sure I haven't even found yet, but like Sarah Blakely, Mm. I'm she's like amazing because she is so real. Like I watch her pancake stuff in the morning with her kids and like, she's real. She's like in bed, not wearing makeup. She's just like, look at what I'm doing. And then she's a beautiful businesswoman, like doing her thing. So she has like the ideal type of content that I want to have. Mm. Say that I look up to her and her path and what she took. And I would love to meet her. Oh man. Anything you can do anything you want. Just invite her onto the podcast that you're eventually going to do. Wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, for sure. I would love to do that. Let's invite her. There you and go. also, I have to mention Cindy Eckhart. Mm. Uh, she's huge. And I actually worked with Cindy um, years ago. Mm. She hired me to do the Viagra, uh, the female Viagra spokesmodel. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. And that was before they sold Addy. The, the street name of it is called Addy. Mm. Viagra. She is amazing. Amazing. Mm. And she's very tapped into that um, women's group, and mm. I started that and help give back and like talk to other women who are who are doing the same thing or have an idea mm. and want to make it happen. Like, don't there are people people will tell you you cannot do it. Do not talk to those people. Oh, jeez, I love it. I love it, Marissa. How can people go get your app? Check out the Caviar Lifestyle. And how can they become a part of the lifestyle? I would love them to be a part of the lifestyle. Just be human and be you and have a cell phone. We're on Android and iPhone. So it's called uh, Caviar Lifestyles, at Caviar Lifestyles. I'll be posting stuff there. I'll be posting stuff to my personal IG, at Marissa Sachs. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I just threw up a basic website, which I did, by the way. I made the website. Good for you bootstrapped right yes i love it i love it oh my goodness Uh, marissa last question i do ask it all to all my guests what can i do for you well you can have me back on your show again because i have so much more to say i know i know i I will you're gonna do a lot we're gonna do we're gonna do some good stuff together i hope we can talk i want to do i want to do something with you something ongoing we'll figure that out yeah i would love that because honestly like i think we have good banter and I want to show a couple different outfits, put my hair on. <laughs> I want to talk to more women. I oh. want to help them. And if anybody's watching this who wants to start a company and they need help, like, please private message me, DM me. Like, mm. I will respond to you mm. and I want to help. So whatever I can do to help, it's no sweat off my back just to try to save you some time taking a wrong turn because I've took a lot. 
I love that. That is so good. I'm going to link all of uh, Marissa's information, her app and everything in the show notes. Again, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. You are the show. Remember, curiosity should always be your mandate. And if you've not smashed the five-star review button on iTunes, please do that. Pro tip of the day, always respond to your text messages.